Let's Science is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. We live in a universe of scientific wonders. Every day, scientists are inching towards breakthroughs which can change our lives. We're playing our small part in sharing these wonders with you. That's why today is a fine day for science. So let's science. So, Caroline, tell us about, now I hope I get this right, the Wollamai pine. Did I get that right? Yes, you got it right. Tell, about it, tell us about this fascinating plant. All right. So, okay, so we usually do a bit of a science topic, but I mean... Uh, space topic but today I'm going to do a bit about a bit about a, um, an ec- ecology and a conservation topic today so the reason why I want to talk about the wool of my pine is because I recently actually bought one for myself Yay. <laughs> a yep. little baby one and it's a tree that I've been wanting to buy for many years can I call Haven't, it a dinosaur tree they call it the dinosaur tree yes yes that's and, and I'm going to explain why. Just, but the 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 reason why um, I wanted to get this is because it's a fairly fairly endangered plant, mm-hmm. right? And I remember hearing about it a while ago, and then I actually saw it with my own eyes in our local botanical gardens in, in yep. Berwick and then in Cranbourne, and I just fell in love with it. I thought, this is what it looks like. It's amazing. I need to have one. So eventually <laughs> I managed to source one and I bought myself one. Caroline, so, before you let me stop you there, is there a plant yeah. that you don't need to have? <laughs> like when you see a plant, you know, like every plant you see, it's like, <laughs> I need to have that. <laughs> I need to have that. And especially if it's a native, I'm so in love with native plants yep. that I, I have a lot of them in my garden and I she probably won't proof. stop by them. Yep. Yes, I yeah. have so <laughs> many. I just I've love seen them all. Caroline's plants. She loves them. Yeah. Yeah. I have to. The thing is, I have to protect them from my chickens. That's all. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> Once right. they establish, it's okay. But until then, it's it's a bit of a fight. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so let me talk to you about the wool of my pine, and it is called it is called the dinosaur tree. Its scientific name is called Wollemia nobilis. It's a rare evergreen member of the conifer family Araucaraceae. I'm sorry to all botanists if I got that wrong. <laughs> um, it is the only member of its genus. They grow up to about 40 metres tall and become multi-stemmed with age, which makes them look amazing. Just a stunning, stunning tree. It really is. It's a, it's a beautiful it looking native tree, isn't it's, it? And it is prehistoric looking too. Yes, you, yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, it really is prehistoric looking. Um, I could imagine like a tall dinosaur, a, a, a herbivorous dinosaur, just having a munch on the leaves. You know. Um, yes. Uh, there's a reason why they grew so tall. Maybe to <laughs> feed some dinosaurs. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. the the leaves are dark and strap like. Its bark is reddish brown and it's spongy and has a bubbly appearance. These trees actually lived about 90 million years ago with the dinosaurs in the Cretaceous period. It's actually now called a living fossil. It is one of the oldest and rarest plants in the world, and they were actually thought to be extinct. 
1994, a conservationist or a ranger, park ranger in Woolamaya National Park called David Noble took a couple of his other ranger mates and actually I don't know if they were both rangers. I actually started reading a book about this last night. <laughs> but anyway, um, he was at Yes, he told me that you ordered a book about it. Yes, you? yes. Yeah. Actually, if you want to read about the Woolamaya Pine, it's called The Woolamaya Pine by James Woodford and I got it on Amazon. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a really good fill-out story about how it was found and everything. So, yes, in 1994... David Noble and a couple of his mates were walking through the bush. Um, they were avid bushwalkers and hikers and abseilers in the Woolamai National Park, which is in New South Wales. Yep. And in the Blue Mountains. So we've, um, it's quite a popular area with the Three Sisters and, and all of that. Yes. Um, yep. And it's a protected area as well. So eventually they were uh, walking around. They were, Then they found somewhere called the Abseil and they came across a gully full of unusual trees and he'd never um, actually seen this tree before. Being a park ranger, he knew the area quite well and he knew all the vegetation and he hadn't seen this tree before. There were less than 100 mature trees in this area and they're thinking that these trees are hundreds to thousands of years old. Wow. Okay? They're yeah. quite well established. So David, he took some samples of his leaves, shoved it in his bum bag. You know, that's what he had on him at the <laughs> yep. time. You know, the little thing that you strap around your waist and put What's stuff in. What's the actual in. name for that? We, in Australia, we call it a bum know. bag. It's like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody can tell us. <laughs> we, have great, we have great names for things yeah, in Australia. We do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's that, that purse thing that you strap around your waist. It's got a zip and you put money in usual, but he yeah. had obviously other stuff in there. Um, yeah. So um, so he took it to some expert friends, botanist friends, who examined the samples. They had never seen this before either. So yeah, they only had them in the fossil record. Okay, so eventually some botanists, they kind of shared the specimen around to each other and eventually they were able to identify the plant as the Woolamai pine. And actually in, in the fossil record too, they have had specimens of pollen of other plants who lived at the time, which are very similar, and they were also living in the in this right. kind of period as well. So yeah. they were able to kind of verify that yes, this was a this is a plant that lived a very long time ago. So the site where this pine grows has actually been kept a secret. It's the only place yep. known on Earth where it grows. So it's a very big gorge. Yeah. Yes, and it is hard to get to. And the reason why it is protected is because. It's very easy for people who are walking through the area to carry diseases on their mm. shoes, for example, yeah, and yeah. it could they could easily get infected and wipe out the whole population. Also, yeah. you know, people lovingly, lovingly and by accident may damage the plants and, you know, whatever, may yeah. take a sample or, or whatever people do when they love something, you know. Yeah, I'll take a piece of that, yep. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And the, the good thing is you don't need to go and get a, a piece for yourself because they have been propagated successfully. Yes. Yep. So as you know, as I, as I mentioned that I managed to buy a plant and this plant originated from this wall of my population, which is pretty cool. So yeah, you can actually buy the plant from nurseries in Australia. I found a local one near me. I forgot where it was, but it's not that far away. I actually bought it online 
And I bought the very smallest one because they are not cheap. Um, you can <laughs> yeah. buy very large ones and they just yeah. it just gets very expensive. But it's yes. all worth it um, because you can become involved in preserving the population and encouraging it to grow and increasing the population as well. So this population of plants actually came close to being burnt in the Black Summer fires in oh, 2019. Yes. So yep. in 2019, there were extensive fires in New South Wales, a little mm-hmm. bit in Victoria. Did it go up to Queensland? I can't remember. I think it, yeah. Usually but if it's it was, in New South Wales, it'll get to yeah. Queensland. Yeah, yeah. So they were really huge. And actually a lot of the Wollamai Park was burnt, unfortunately. Yes. And this is really unusual because it is, uh, you know, there's a lot of, Um, ferns, it's usually quite moist. It's a really unusual event. So conservationists actually got together and they were able to protect the population. So they moistened the area with water through an irrigation system. So that's been put there now. There's a permanent irrigation system. And they, during the fires, they actually dropped with helicopters fire retardant in the area Mm. and the fire actually did reach the population but because of these measures the plants didn't die they were preserved yeah they there is there are images you can look this up on youtube and there are news um, clips of when this happened and there's there's vision of the fires getting to the plants but luckily the fire did not go up the trunks Mm. and, and burn the trees as you would normally expect so yeah without those protection measures, these trees would have been wiped out. This yep. beautiful population, rare, thousands yes. of years old trees, yes. you know. Big sigh of relief. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yep. It's thought that these pines used to be more prevalent, perhaps when the temperature of the area was cooler, of, of, of the, you know, of everywhere in Australia was cooler. Yeah. The climate's become hotter and drier. Um, if you live in Australia, you know how hot it can get here mm-hmm. in summer. It's very dry on occasion. Um, Not like that yeah. right now, but we know. <laughs> no, we're in uh, El, was it La Nina at the moment. Yeah. Um, but when it's the other way around, it gets very, very dry. And, and you know, they think that past fires may have contributed to reducing the population a bit as mm. well. Uh, in the gorge where these pines live, the area is very cool and moist and it's just ideal for them to live. It's, it is a deep canyon and there's a lot of other native vegetation that is doing well over there as well. Mm. So conservations at, conservationists at the park have propagated and maintained three copies of each of these plants and they grow them in their nurseries. They're also being planted in wild locations to try and replicate the population in the wild. Awesome. The great thing about this work is that it's also being applied to other species of plants which may have reduced in population as well. Yeah, so the, the work that these guys are doing um, is also helping other species of plants. And I've kind of got the bug. I want to see if there are other <laughs> <laughs> um, plants out there that are native and um, are, you know, um, un- are threatened as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. prehistoric or even just threatened because, you know. Threatened, yeah, yes, yeah. Through our, if we just buy some of these plants, you know, it's still mm. like an animal. I mean, I wish I could buy a koala and have it, but you just can't do I it. I bet so, you, yeah, you could every animal you could. I would you have could, yeah. every endangered species yeah. here and, and look after them. But with plants, in, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with plants, I mean, they're native and yes, you yeah. can grow them and keep them at home and you are ensuring 
you know, mm. future generations or you, I mean, cause they don't just have to breed, um, you know, naturally you can propagate yes. them and, and make more plants. And actually Lindsay, I was thinking when my plant grows larger, I'll make you, I've, I looked on the video on how to propagate and it's not that That was hard, my so question. Could, yeah. Yes. So I yep. was about to ask you, so for everyone who knows every, you know, I go to your house and uh, you've got a whole bunch of natives and you'll go, you can have this. You just like rip a piece off of this native and that native. And, and now we've got some growing, you know, in our little, um, pergola area there as well so i was going to ask you in terms of propagating a, a woolamite yeah. do you just rip a piece off or do you is there a special technique that you are uh, you have to do in this case yeah there is a technique so what you do you take uh so that the leaves grow i don't know how to explain it see imagine a fern leaf mm-hmm. it's similar to that but the leaves are quite strappy and thick so they're mm-hmm. not as fluffy as a fern um yep. you just cut one of those off Um, You hold up the leaf, you cut some of the greenery down the bottom so you have a stem um, and then you dip it into a hormone gel Mm -hmm. and then you put it into a specialized mix. I think it's perlite and some uh, potting mix and you put it into a pot like that. Now the plant then has to keep very, very moist Mm -hmm. until it establishes and you can cut a few leaves like that and hopefully you'll get something growing. It's not difficult, but you do have to take care. You've got to pay so, attention to um, it, don't you? That's right. The TLC, and yeah. Exactly. It does need love. So you can get, there's like little planter, uh, you know how you have nurse, a seedling box. So you've yes, got yes, the yeah. tray and then a lid on top and yeah. you just keep it, they said 100% humidity. So it's got to be wet, mm, basically. Wet. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you leave a little bit of air, but it does have to be moist. And yeah, you mm. can propagate it yourself and and make some for your friends. So yeah. <laughs> share the love. Um, yeah, but yeah, but also um, helping to preserve, like you said before. Ever just by you, you get two things: you get to preserve um, a plant that's endangered. So play your yes. part, and you yeah. get to enjoy it as well because that's exactly. the, you know the, you get to enjoy the, another beautiful plant amongst all the others. That's right. And they are stunning. You have a plant that is prehistoric, actually yes. prehistoric. It has a story, yeah. has a story. It yeah. lived with the dinosaurs, was probably mm. eaten by dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a beautiful plant. You can either grow it in your garden. Now, I would suggest if you have a very large garden, otherwise, because mm. it's a very large, it can get very huge. Yes. Um, otherwise, it can be grown in a large pot and you can pot it say like repot it every 10 years or so and it'll be happy in there so that will be what i'm doing because i do not have a large garden (laughs) i do cram it full of plants as much as i can but (laughs) this one will be in a pot yeah 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 i I was um I would have joked that your backyard is turning into Jurassic Park, but it actually is now with the inclusion of this plant. I have two two um, little chickens who are practically dinosaurs. Yeah, that's right. You've got <laughs> they your little descended raptors from the yeah. dinosaurs. Feathery, yeah, they were little raptors. raptors. Yeah, that's exactly. right. Exactly, yeah. and um, they live up to their name of dinosaur. I tell you. So yeah, I I just really yeah just really love this plant, and um, we encourage anyone you know, especially in Australia where they're where you can buy them to get one and love it and enjoy it. Um, it's funny because we thought this was going to be a short segment on plants. Look how excited we got about it. <laughs> well, it's true, isn't it? I mean, it, it, there's so much to um, talk about with this plant and, and, you know, you could just keep going and going <laughs> about yeah. it. I think about it. last episode, we talked about the wonder of the James Webb Space Telescope and how amazing yes. those images are. Yeah. Now we're talking about the wonder of this amazing prehistoric oh, plant. This is the beauty of right. science, isn't it? This is It is. Yeah. There's so much science out there about everything, um, mm. you know, um, from the very 
amazing and mind-blowing of space to the mm. the small but beautiful and still biologically significant um, scientific plant. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, it's the amazement, I think, and the wonder of creation, again, but on a, like you said, on a small level, but in, in yeah. a way, again, thinking that you could touch a plant that, you know, existed in the times of dinosaurs or who's, you know, or, you know, earlier versions of it did at least anyway, but yeah. it's, it's, it comes from a prehistoric place and it survived that long. Yeah. And it has a story too. You know, it was it discovered. Does. There's a yes. secret place that we can't go to where they, yes. you know, they, you know, that so it has a story as well, which is I think quite amazing. And exactly. that's, that's, you know, that's the beauty of, of, of science giving us, um, the ability to understand the story of this thing rather than go, Oh, look, there's another plant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Let Science is brought to you by StarQuest Media and is a fortnightly podcast that brings you the scientific wonders of our universe from a distinctly Catholic point of view. For more from Caroline, Lindsay, and friends, listen to the StarQuest show, Catholics of Oz. Find links from today's show at sqpn.com science and find the Catholics of Oz at sqpn.com oz. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. The generous donations of our patrons at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue Let Science and all the shows at StarQuest, which makes our nonprofit mission possible. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Join us next time for more scientific wonders, and thank you for listening to Let Science on StarQuest. <laughs>